never reach me Were some guys who were preacher fans The only dudes who could ever teach me Were some guys who were preacher fans Yes, they were They were Oh, yes, they were That's a podcast theme right there What's up, everybody? Welcome to Preacher Men, the podcast yeah. where Pete LePage and Justin Tyler go to a virtual church and pray to the podcast gods. Yeah, Preacher! Uh, we are here uh, talking about Preacher Men episode 11 called Backdoors, and they use this uh, this name in every way possible in this episode. Yep. yep. It's uh, super creepy. Uh, um... So let me ask you something, Justin. Uh, yes, Pete, I'm here. I'm so, ready to be asked. Great, because you don't know, uh, you didn't read the book. When you see Jesse have this flashback of kind of being in a swamp, uh, were you like, oh, shit, oh, did you, like, freak out like I did? Like, what were your feelings on it? Talk to me. Well, uh, so well, let's do a quick recap just to kick off the show before uh, we talk about that. Fine with the recaps. Uh, so we have uh, our main character, Jesse Custer. He's trying to find God. He has the power of God's voice. Um, he's been asked by a secret church organization called Grail, headed by Hairstar, a one-eyed villain, to replace God. Who's gone missing? Uh, that's quite a job. Like you'd want to have a good resume if you're trying to apply for that job. Yeah, and it's got to be a sick res. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to learn on the job quickly. Uh, so we have uh, Jesse. We have uh, Cassidy, who's a, a vampire who uh, mm-hmm. has a son who is actually older than him. That he recently turned into a vampire, and boy, is that that's a mistake. I think it's a mistake. It's causing him some problems. Yeah, a lot of problems. And then we have Tulip, who is uh, Jesse's off-again, off-again girlfriend. Oh, come on, man. And uh, They are technically together right now. Oh, man, keep clinging to that. That's definitely... I am. That's uh, all I have. It's great in any relationship to be like, we're technically still in love. We're <laughs> technically still here. So yeah, please sometimes you got to do it. Come to our uh, Christmas party. We still are technically together. Uh, she has been uh, traumatized by the saint of killers. She found out last episode that the saint of killers, um, is not, is not in hell as she thought. Uh, he has been just in an armored car at the bottom of a surprisingly deep swamp, uh, near, near, uh, their, their, well, she finds that out in this issue. She just sets out the guns and is like, Jesse, when he gets home, boy, we're going to have a talk. Yeah. It's yeah. uh this but I think she knew episode. she knew something was up. Like at the end of last episode we see her waiting with the, the guns and the saber out on the she table. Definitely she definitely did know something was up. Yeah. So anyways, now that we've recapped, what do you think of my question? Where are you freaking out by the swamp, dude? So here's the thing. I saw this in this episode and I thought it was like a metaphor. I thought it was oh. Jesse being put into this coffin and set in the bottom of a swamp, I thought was the piece of his soul that is in the saint of killers that it is that is in him at the bottom of the swamp. So no, I th- it's an actual flashback to his life. That's why when he drove to the swamp to do that to the truck, I was like, holy shit, this is fucking like crazy that he's doing this move. And like, of course it's like a go-to for him. Like a fucking chunk it in the swamp. Um, 
but yeah, I was freaking out when I saw this again. Yeah, I I think it's interesting that there's so much swamp in Jesse's life. And there's how, like, a lot of swamp in his life. He seems to be just taking his problems and pushing them into, a, again, a surprisingly deep swamp. Have you, ever been in, you ever been in a swamp, Pete? Uh, no, no, I haven't. They are not very deep. So the fact that this one keeps swallowing up armored cars is Well, I mean, eventually they get deep. Some of them. Not, I mean, most of them are just shallow and muddy and, like, terrible. I don't think you can say most of them. I don't think you've seen enough swamps to make that kind of call. No, I've been in most swamps. So wow. Years just being a real swamp daddy, getting in there and uh, eating what I could find. Oh, man. I, I think I'm going to call bullshit on that. Okay. Well, I'll, I'm going to take you to some of my favorite swamps in the next year. Swamp tour. Me and you. <laughs> swamp Trump can drain the swamp. We're going to explore the swamp. We're going to love the swamp because that's Stop. what I believe. Talking about draining the swamp and stop talking about Trump. Okay, so we see a truck getting pulled out of the water. Were you freaking out when they were doing that? I was freaking out. I was like, why are you bringing this truck up? This is a horrible idea. The Santa Killers in there. But I was also thinking, he hasn't been in there that long. Like, he's probably not even going to be mad, especially if he had a, a good book tucked into his trench coat. What do you mean? You can't last that long in our water. You would, like, run out of air. He doesn't breathe. He doesn't – he's a, a hell person. Sure, sure. That's probably true. But, like, either way, you're going to get pissed. You got – even if it's just, like, the weekend, you're still going to be mad that you've been thrown in a swamp, dude. Honestly, I'd like a weekend where I can just, like, go to a quiet place, chill, like, bring a book. <sighs> I'm just saying, Pete, take me to a swamp and bury me there. <laughs> I would love to do that. Uh, so we, yeah, so they open the doors. I, and yeah, I tell you what, tonight, kiss your wife goodbye. Tell your kid uh, you love her because I'm going to kidnap you and throw you in a swamp. You literally asked me to do that. So I can't, there can be no legal ramifications because you, I have a recording of you saying you wanted this. So Yeah, great. I look forward to seeing how you're going to kidnap me. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, so the, we realize the Saint of Killers is not in the back of the truck. Where is he? Dude, that was scary as shit. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean he's not there? Oh, man, he, he's going to be so mad. Who could possibly this have scary, him? I know. This was a very scary moment in the episode. I was freaking out by this whole truck thing. And it started that way. It started there in the episode. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I also think it's interesting how quickly they're bringing back the Saint of Killers. I thought we were going to yeah. be uh, have him in the bottom of that swamp for a while. Yep. But here Me he too. is. Uh, so Grail, the secret church organization, has the Saint of Killers. Well, how do you know that? Uh, they... Right after that, they cut to a scene with Hare Star, and he's talking about the Saint of Killers. So the fact that he even knows who he is makes me think that he they have him. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, we don't know that at this point. I don't, I don't think that was kind of like, yeah, they say the Saint of Killers, but also like they're in hell, and the uh, the adorable little lady there picks up on the phone, and she seemed like she was talking to the Saint of Killers. So exactly, that's what. Know. So I'm saying everyone's talking about the Saint of Killers 
Uh, so yeah, let's let's sort of parse that out. So we see that Hairstar is talking about the Saint of Killers at Grail headquarters. A couple scenes mm-hmm. later, we're back in Hell, very excited to see some more Eugene and Hell stuff. And the uh, I guess we can call her the Mean Lady, the sort of the Nurse Ratchet of Hell. Uh, Dude, she seems like a great person. I don't know why you're being so harsh to her. Uh, if anyone can't stop their voice from shifting into demon speak, like that, <laughs> I'm just like, yo, what's up? Like, what's happening with you? All right. Anyway, so yeah. everyone's talking about the Santa Killers. That makes me think that everything is connected here. Grail is okay. on the phone with Hell. Santa Killers. It's all a big piece. And I didn't think that was super clear. It just seemed like people were talking about the Santa Killers. But I'm trying to put the pieces together, Pete. I have conspiracy theories that I've talked to you about, and you said you believed all of them. Uh, well, I don't know about all of them, but, but I would say 85%. Thank you, Pete. But uh, well, also, did you think it was funny that they're using lie detectors in hell? I thought that was just kind of hysterical that, like, even in hell, they got to hook you up to a lie detector. You'd be like, do you belong here? I don't know. Do you think it's like they're looking to see if you're reacting to, like, the cuddly pictures the right way, I feel like. Yeah, so let's let's talk about all of the uh, Eugene in hell stuff. So yeah. in hell, uh, they're closing in on – uh, the the mean lady is trying to uh, figure out which person in this cell block doesn't belong in hell. So she's right. testing them with a lie detector test by showing them a series of edited together images. And we the like fratty uh, date rapist. He seems like a dick. Uh, yeah, the quiet he lady. Here, yeah, he belongs in hell. The quiet lady seems like she actually enjoys all the fucked up pictures. So. Oh yeah, she was loving it. Uh, so Eugene, it's interesting, Eugene's reaction, he seems sort of like doomed, like resigned that he's going to be found out and then tr- put back in the hole or treated yep. uh, extra poorly. Yep. Uh, do you and think so, that that's valid? Yeah, I mean, do you want to talk about all the hell stuff? Do you want to just go through yes. all the hell stuff? Yes, yes. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so like, yeah, Eugene is like, oh, I believe that I should be here because of what happened. You know, it was an accident, but like he still feels really responsible for it, you know? Uh, True. But also he's, so yeah, he definitely has guilt, but he's also scared of what's going to happen to him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he feels like he talked to his boy Hitler and Hitler's like, yeah, you, you know, if you get found out, it's the worst. Yeah. And when Hitler says that, I feel like you got to trust him. You got to trust that uh, A-H, uh, A-Hit. Uh, so uh, so we get a lot of Hitler in this episode. Well, yeah, a so, lot uh, of Hitler. So dude. the fratty. There's way too much Hitler in this episode, dude. There was way too much Hitler in the 40s as well. Yeah, uh, well, also, like, Hitler keeps a key in his ass. Uh, yeah, so we have uh, to to lay it out we have our fratty date rapist sees the camera uh in their their sort of chamber where they're trapped right sets up a smoke screen by having the caveman get in front of the camera so that uh he eugene and hitler can uh break into hitler's room yeah because like they all want to live hitler's hell again yeah or just, which we've already seen but we're going around again yeah, well, we didn't see all of it, right? We got to see a little bit more in this. Yeah, we got to see. Yeah, we got to see his real hell, like so he, what really went down. So yeah, Hitler keeps uh, a key amongst other things um, in his butt. 
makes a lot of sense. What do you, what do you mean other things? You think he's got more stuff in there? Yeah, I bet he's got some mints. You want to have a mint oh, with you. No, uh, you don't keep a mint in your butt, dude. Some change just in case <laughs> in case you have to take the bus. Uh, you're in, you're extra, in hell, dude. There's no bus. Extra toothbrush you're going to want to have. Nope. No, uh, that's not, definitely not in there. You can just wrap it in a little plastic bag. It works fine. <laughs> oh, man. He's got like uh, X-Men action figures in there or something? Yeah, exactly. Like a couple of action figures just so you have some entertainment. Yeah, the way to pass the time while you're in yourself. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, when you when I say I'm packing a bag, you, <laughs> I think you know what I mean. Oh, that is so gross. All right, so it's the ultimate the, into- the ultimate carry on is your butt. Oh, oh man. Uh, uh, so yeah, we see Hitler's hell again, uh, but this time it's like more sad, which I could give a shit about. And then Hitler gets all sad and is like curled up in his bed, like oh, I'm a sad Hitler. And it's just like God, this is way too much time we're spending on Hitler, where we should be. Dealing with other people. Like, I'm happy we're finally getting to see more our space. I think it's he's a great character, but, like, less Hitler, please. See, I liked all the Hitler stuff. I like that uh, we hear Hitler. We see his story play out, how some communists run into this cafeteria, a cafe where Hitler's yeah. just been embarrassed by uh, a gallery Yeah, he, owner. like, picks up the gun and he feels the power and you're like, oh, man, here it is. And then it's like, no, no. But I thought that was such an interesting choice because I was like, oh, Hitler's just going to shoot the gallery owner with a communist gun. Yeah, uh, yeah the, that's what the I thought gallery too. I thought gallery owner was going to go first and then definitely that Jewish dude was going. Uh, but yeah, it was really bad. Like what a spineless piece of shit but he is. What I really liked about that is the reason that that is – is Hitler's hell. The reason he has to relive the scene over and over again is because it's the last day that he was good. Yeah. I thought that was really cool, and it makes Hitler this, like, sympathetic character. Who yeah, is, let's really sympathize with that guy. Well, I'm not saying we should be have any sympathy for the actual It Hitler. seems like you are. Well, it I'm not. Like what I'm you're saying, saying is the way this show is has built this character of Adolf Hitler is that he's a dude who has... Hell is like teaching him that he was a bad person, and it's interesting that his the scene that he has to rewatch is the fact the last moment when he felt like a good person. The fact that yeah. he, he this show is humanizing Hitler, which is sort of a crazy thing to even want to do, yeah. uh, is interesting, and I, I liked the sequence. Also, like so, we get sad Hitler on the couch, and then it's like uh, Hitler's like, "Hey, man." Uh, if you want to get out of here, there's a secret back door to hell. Now, if Hitler says to you, hey, listen, I know about a secret back door to hell. I mean, do you really trust him? Do you be like, all right, Hitler, we're, let's roll. I feel like that is like the last thing you should do. Uh, well, I mean, hell makes for strange. If you're in hell, films. yeah, yeah, I guess like how worse could it get? So, uh, yeah, so Hitler's like, he plans, when Eugene is being tested, uh, Hitler had, like, yells at all the other, like, people in hell. Yeah. And really, like, Hitler is it up in, in this yeah, one moment. Yeah, he really goes full Hitler He goes on full that. Hitler. I'm fucking Hitler! Yeah. Which, you know, I, I did think it was a funny kind of team up, like, our space and Hitler breaking out of hell. 
Like what a rom com that would be. Yeah. So they uh, there's a distraction. The mean lady and her like bodyguard come down. Hitler runs out, gets Eugene, and he says he has a, a backdoor exit, but it's in the hole, the place yeah, that the Eugene hole. is scared of the most. Where not only are you reliving the worst moment of your life, it is yeah. like actively fucking with you. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's the classic. You know. It's always that way in life, right? It's the last thing you want to do. Yeah, and that's the path you got to go. Uh, so in this, in this, this series of scenes alone, we have a back door to get out of hell. We have Hitler keeping his key in his butthole, the back door. <laughs> so we're using back door quite a lot so far. This it's episode. a lot of back door action. Yeah. Uh, let's but, do. You want to do tulip story in this episode next? Uh, but but then like. I mean, I'm kind of, I was scared that our space wasn't going to jump in, but I'm proud that he did. I'm just proud that he jumped back in the hole. Yeah, I mean, well, he doesn't have a ton of options. Right, and also, like, come on, man, you know you don't belong there. you got to get out of there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so on so to, you want to do, you want to do Tulip next? Do tulip. I, I'm really dying to talk about Dennis, man. Yeah, so let's do uh, Tulip, and, and we can do Dennis, too. Uh, well, yeah, let's do this. There's, so there's a scene where... Uh, Jesse, Tulip, and Cassidy are sort of catching up. And- They're finally talking, and then the whole time, fucking nobody's noticing that a dog is being fucking tortured in the yeah. next room. And it's like everybody's acting like, oh, yeah, this brand new vampire who can't control his powers, we're just going to leave him alone with a fucking dog? Yeah. I mean, Cassidy's, he, like, drained the blood out of his fair share of animals as well, so... That's true. That's true. But like, come on, guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot to talk about. It. I get it. So the, in this scene, we have like, bit, like the full breakup. Like, what are you talking about breakup? Well, well, yes. I thought you meant like, like they were actually breaking up. No, no. But like, it also made me super mad that Jesse was like, "Yeah, I'm not worried about the Santa killers." He was like, "Yeah, no problem. I'll handle it." What the fuck you mean you'll handle it? You barely made it out alive the last time. Why, where does this confidence come from? That's what I'm saying. He's so caught up in his own shit that he doesn't – he's not hearing them. And and I thought it was really like – they're like, you go. We're not going with you. And then Cassidy makes the point like, hey, the Saint of Killers is even after us. So go. Yeah, so like, Good luck. Go. Good luck. But th- there was a moment there where they were all going to go to the beach together and it was going to be all right. And yeah. then Jesse was like, oh, real quick, before we go to the beach and have a great time, I got to find God. And they're yeah. like, motherfucker. Yeah. I can understand why they're mad at him. Yeah, no, he is being selfish. That's been like his major arc for this whole season. Uh, yeah. And then he calls like Tulip selfish, which like, hey, uh, hot tip, bro. Don't call your significant other selfish. Like that's not a good way to talk about it. No, no. It doesn't end well. I can speak from experience. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people can. That's that's just. So then we have Tulip. And... Oh, wait, wait, wait. The, one of the funniest parts happened. We didn't talk about it. it. Jesse goes like, hey, I met Jesus. And Cassie goes like a random Latino man, <laughs> like just someone named, you know, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was a, that was a quick 
Very funny bit, a great Cassidy line, I felt like. There were actually a lot of great jokes in this episode. Uh, yeah. One we didn't talk about in the the hell stuff is when Eugene's being tested, he sees the same images as before, but the last one is a picture of Tom Brady, yeah. uh, which I thought was super funny. Love it. Fuck, <laughs> fuck the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, as I always say. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then we got another joke in this next sequence. We have uh, Tulip and uh, Laura Featherstone going to melt down the uh, Santa Killer's oh, yeah. guns. Yeah, yeah. And they go to a smelting shop uh, where yeah. their tagline is, you dealt it, we smelt it. Very funny. <laughs> uh, so they were, good stuff. They try to get the guns melted down. Uh, Laura Featherstone offers to uh, give a blowjob to the dude. And yeah, goes just on like a, yeah, a rant. Yeah, and then like automatically turns into a rape scenario. She's like, or like I could just say you sexually assaulted me, and it's like, well, dude, come on, Tulip, you're hanging out with a psychopath. Yeah, like the emotional roller coaster that just happened in ten seconds, and you're okay with hanging out with this person. Yeah, drives me insane. I feel like she really carries herself as a like hair star junior. Like she uses like yeah, the same tactics. Is, yeah. Yeah, uh, she's just you know not quite as uh, careless about it, so it comes yeah. off as sort of desperate. I feel like uh, so they try to melt the guns down. It turns out not happening. They pull them out of the molten metal, and they yeah. uh, aren't even hot. And then Tulip's big plan. See, the thing is, they need all three of them together because they can't think on their own. Tulip's big plan is just to throw them in a giant mailbox. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, so and she, like, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, so she wraps them in uh, and throws them in a legit mailbox, like a post yeah. box. And she had a shit ton of stamps on there. Like, oh man, she must have been in line for hours. Yeah. I mean, those guns were forged in the fires of hell. Like, of course yeah. they're not going to melt under this earthly heat. Yeah, why do you think you could just, like, do that? Like, this is, yeah, you, this is the saint of killers. Yeah. Uh, you're not dealing with normal stuff here, guys. So, like, putting it in the mail was very frustrating. But also what was very frustrating for me was the reveal that God was in the fucking dog costume. And that's why they keep showing that. When they do the recap uh, for every show, and I'm like, yeah. oh, God, that creepy dog was God? God that- is the dog man. Pete uh, the Pomeranian is stop. God. Why? Why? That's what we have Can we on do our hands. one fucking episode, you piece of shit? Can we go for one <laughs> fucking episode? Hey, I'm sorry, Pete. The don't. plot of this show is coming it's right up. It's not the plot of the show. The plot right? of the, the show. The plot of the show is we talk about fucking... Uh, the TV show Preacher, and you're fucking doing this bullshit. But I'm saying the plot of Preacher has brought us back to this dog man, which is like straight out of your past. So I like maybe you should talk to the writers of Preacher. I fucking hate you, man. Uh, and for those of you that yeah. don't know, Pete was a Pete was a sexual dog man for a couple of years in the no, Orleans. no, I wasn't. Oh, okay. Well, that's not the story uh, I heard from the New Orleans PD. <laughs> New Orleans PD. You just walked into a police department in New Orleans and just asked about me? Well, I was down there, so I was like, you know what, let me do a little bit of investigating. And yeah. boy, did I find a real great uh, scoop. Uh, a scoop of dog yeah. food for Pete the Dog Man. All right, anyway, so moving on, um, do you want to talk about 
Uh, Hair Star kind of uh, lays out his big plan for uh, Jesse here and is like, hey, man, the only way you're going to get out of this is uh, the only way you're going to save your soul is to team up with me. Yeah, so he's like, uh, you're going to replace the Messiah and yeah. uh, you're going to be our new, uh, like, God, basically. And yeah. while Jesse is in the middle of his fight with uh, Cassidy and Tulip, he has a flash of uh, of what the Messiah uh, was drawing. He was drawing yeah. a, a series of dog pictures, and he yeah. had a flash to the scene with the, the Dalmatian dog man uh, where the guy was like, oh, that's God. Yeah. Uh, so Jesse races back to the place, and he's not there. Another, of course he's not there. He takes the back door, and he does not find it. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, uh, it's not like God's just going to hang out there every day, you know. So do you think God's just like, oh, let me just get a little freaky. No, God was fucking with Jesse, I feel like. He wasn't, like, I don't think God was really, he just posed as that dog because there's no way Jesse would have bought that. Yeah. So that was his way of God ducking Jesse to be, like, posing as the sex worker. Oh, interesting. See, I I think God's just like, you know, he's just having a little vacay, getting getting loose. Uh, Okay. Uh, so what do you think we get more flashbacks here to the swamp? Well, hold on a second. We get a, well, my big thing with this, this episode. So after this one, we have two episodes left, right? This is episode 11, 13 episode season. When are these stories going to start to come together? Yeah, well, we've got, we've got to see Eugene uh, in hell, like sort of intersect with our Jesse as God finding God story. Tulip versus the Saint of Killers and Cassidy and Dennis. That's a lot to have come to a head in a couple episodes. Why do you think everything has to wrap up in two episodes? Like there's more TV, you know? There might be a whole another season. Oh, totally. But I'm not saying it has to wrap up, but it has to all sort of amount to something. In a finale, like we want to see these plots pay off. Right, right. Uh, so... What do you think? We get more flashbacks, dude. Well, so no, you- I also really liked the uh, – Jesse has another meeting with Hair Star and uh, Hair Star has – knows about how Jesse feels guilty about – or blames himself for his father's death. And right. Jesse's like, how do you know that? And he shows him that uh, he has all – every single one of Jesse's prayers. God like basically records every prayer that's coming well, in. Yeah, they they record for God, so that way they're kind of making sure they're kind of uh, looking through everything. Uh, uh, I thought that was really cool. Uh, very, yeah, such an interesting thing. How long do you think your prayer reel would be? I have no idea, but like the uh, the old reel, the reel was kind of hysterical uh, yeah. that they used that for it. Uh, like they just put put it on record for each person and just uh, keep recording. Um, well, yeah, that's a crazy thing where it's like, oh, yeah, guess what? We have all your prayers. Yeah. And I'm just like, Hairstar, like, you got beat with a binder. How do you think Jesse's going to fucking react to this? Like, do you, like, come on, man. Come on. Like, some, sometimes he's, like, super smart, and then sometimes he's super dumb. Like, yeah. you know Jesse's going to freak out. And then there's that thing where he's like, hey, did you want me to make a copy for you? Which yeah. is like such an insult, and then Jesse like loses it, and it's just like, "Hey, why don't you shove this up your ass?" 
more backdoor action. Exactly. Just when you thought you were, it was done. Just when you were like, no more backdoor action, more backdoor action. They found a lot of backdoors in this. Uh, and yeah, so I, I couldn't believe that, that, so the scene with the swamp coffin is real. And Jesse uh, has a, is it a grandmother that he maybe lived with after his father died, who is like torturing him? Oh, yeah, dude. Now you know why I was freaking out about the swamp, man. Like, Jesse, whoo, whoo, whoo. This is insane stuff, man. Insane stuff. So then we're adding this whole other new element. Like, I'm so surprised. Uh, it's really cool. Like, I like that they're just. I, I'm like, surprised they're getting into this already, but yeah, this is. Uh, this is it's just you don't you think the swamp is so deep? Oh no, my friend, it is so much deeper than you realize. Oh wow! Uh, we end the episode with uh, Jesse walking out, and he uses Genesis on the uh, Hairstars receptionist, and it sort of doesn't work. Doesn't work a little bit. Like maybe he's losing his power. I yeah, don't know. It's a little bit on the but, fritz. I, I thought yeah, that was also, not great. Yeah. Also, I was just wondering because he works at the Grail, like. Is he bulletproof to that? But if Hair Star falls for it, I don't know. Uh, but also, like, uh, you, we get to see somebody else released from the truck. Yeah. From a different truck. Yeah. Uh, it's in, I don't know. I, didn't, I don't understand what that last moment was. Yeah, because it, it couldn't have been the same killers because that dude was like parkour dude, like just started running. Where the Santa Killers walks very slowly. Yeah. And so. that dude was wearing Grail uniform. Running from the truck? I don't know if that – it was brown – it was like blurred out a little bit, I felt like. I thought he was in white and red. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, but, man, Jesse just like – that's how you leave a meeting, dude. You know what I mean? Like, that's how you leave a meeting. Yeah, dude. When you're dealing with one of those douchey office workers, you know, who's just kind of, you know, messing with you, pushing your buttons. Yeah, that's how you do it. You just tell them to shove it up their ass. Yeah. I mean, when I say that. Walk out. When I say that, I feel like people rarely do it. But <laughs> it's badass that he did it. It's badass for sure. <laughs> uh, so. Oh, God. Pete, Did you just die? Yeah, I Did died a little this? bit. Uh, my genesis is on the fritz as well. Uh, so let's move on to um, a section we call Revelations. Revelations, mm. uh, where we talk about uh, a piece of the episode that we really loved or hated or felt like means more to the show. Uh, Pete, what was your yeah. big revelation today? Well, uh, I feel like I got to talk about how much I hate Hitler, so that's not my res- uh, revelation. I would say... The uh, the fact that we're getting more uh, um, of finally Jesse's kind of swamp life in there was crazy. And every time I saw it, I was freaking out more and more. So, uh, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to what's coming up, all the madness. Uh, that's cool. I thought well, this is one of my favorite episodes of the season. I really liked uh, so many of the elements that came together here. You like all the kinky backdoor shit. Is what I you're love saying. backdoor stuff. Fuck Tom Brady, like I said. Uh, yeah. I, I really liked all the Hitler stuff. I like. Um, it was weird. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just think this episode as a whole was really nice, and I hope it's setting us up for the, the, the big finale, the ramp up to the finale that we're headed for right now. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll get an amazing last two episodes. Yeah. Very excited to watch them unfold. So that's the show. Uh, guys, this is just one of many podcasts we do. You can check us out on the Nerdist Network with our show Comic Book Club. Uh, please do. We're also about to start a new Riverdale podcast. Yeah, and hopefully Justin will get his shit together and we can get T-shirts done. We're very close to and having our merch coming together. Um, if you want to uh, uh, donate hit up to our Justin cost- on Twitter, if you would love a comic book T-shirt, so that way he'll actually do what he needs to do so we can actually get it done. Yeah, you can hit me up on Twitter at JT Sizzle, and if you want me to respond about the merch, just hit the hashtag Pete the Pomeranian. No, uh, don't. And uh, post don't. That has nothing to do with that. And anyone uh, in New Orleans, in, anyone in New Orleans in like the late '90s, early aughts, who has a picture of Pete in his Pomeranian costume, please send it our no, way. Uh, if you're ever in New York City on a Tuesday, we'd love to see you at our live show at the People's Abroad Theater. You can help uh, support the show at patreoncom club. Uh, there are a lot of fun prizes you can get. Uh, you can even be a guest on the show if you play your cards right. Uh, and hey, always play your cards right. Thanks a lot, guys. Two more episodes left. Man, what a ride. <laughs>